Welcome to Claim the Stage, a podcast for women who want to discover, awaken, and create their voice through the art of public speaking. I'm your host, Angela Lucier, award-winning professional speaker, author, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. Hello, welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. How are you? I've missed you. It's me, Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also an author, speaker, and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. And today's show is going to be so fun. I have a user manual for today's episode. Usually I don't tell you how to listen to my show. If you want to listen to it while you're going for a walk or doing the dishes or driving, whatever, that's totally up to you. But today I do have a request. I want you to be sitting in a space where you can make noises and move around. So that means probably not when you're driving or doing dishes. So if you can pause the episode and wait till you're in a place where you can just like be in your living room or, you know, in a space where you can move, do that because I think you'll enjoy the episode more if you practice the things we're going to do today together, if you do it with us. So what are we doing here? (laughs) Well... Today's guest is Kelly Vogel. She's the founder of Sound Passage. It's a practice that helps people embody the power of their own voice through gentle sound and movement. So what does that mean? Well, you're going to find out. Um, Originally from San Francisco, Kelly holds an MA in literature and has been a college educator for over 20 years. She's also a singer-songwriter pianist with three albums of original music. As an introvert, Kelly knows all too well the anxiety that public speaking and performing can generate. Don't we all? The creation and development of Sound Passage has been instrumental in helping her move from a place of vocal constraint to a place of inspiration. Kelly is a learning specialist at Smith College and lives in East Hampton, Massachusetts with her husband and daughter. So we are about to have a lot of fun. And I want to mention that Kelly and I are going to be doing a longer workshop together that you can register for and practice what we're doing on this episode today together. We're going to all come together on Zoom. It's going to be great. It's going to be on on October 6th. And the link to register for that is in the show notes. So if you get to the end of the episode and say, I want more of that, you can register and join us. All right. Without further ado, here is my interview with Kelly Bogle. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is this is exciting for me because we were introduced through a mutual connection, uh, I guess a month ago, could have been a year ago. It feels like time is just so crazy right now. But um, when we chatted and you told me more about your company, Sound Passage, I was really interested in how you do what you do and how it applies to what I do and was able to take one of your online classes, I guess, a, what do you refer to it as? Is it a workshop or? Yeah, a workshop. Okay. And really went into it like open-minded, just I'm interested to learn more about what you do and left feeling so energized, so excited, so like surprised 
by how great I felt and how light and calm I felt, but also energized. It's like the best place to be. You know, it's like, I've got a lot of energy, but I also feel just like cool as a cucumber. It's really nice. Mm, so glad. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm excited to have you on the show because we're going to do some of the exercises that we did in that class that night. And we're also going to share with the audience that we're co-presenting an online workshop, just like the one that you did for listeners of Clan the Stage and Speaker Sisterhood and anyone who wants to take part and kind of get more comfortable with voice and movement and sound. And we'll talk more about what that means. But as you're listening, everybody, if what we're doing sounds interesting to you, sounds like something you'd like to try if you're curious about it, definitely listen for the link to the class. There's also a link in the show notes and you can register and join us and practice in your own home. And I just have to say, one of the things I love the most about your class was that there were times where you said, yeah, just turn off your camera, turn off your mic, like move around the space. I just felt so free to like act like a monkey or (laughs) do whatever I felt like doing without, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling judged or feeling like, oh, is this the right way to do it? Or do I sound weird? It was just really, really freeing. So thank you for that. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. that we're going to have time to, um, to put something together for everyone. So before we jump into all of that, I want to kind of learn more about you and give everybody a better idea of what it is you do. So your work is so unique. It's so different from what I've, you know, everyone else I know who's sort of working in this space. And I'm wondering, how did you get into this type of work? Um, the project really started in the spirit of collaboration and exploration, exploration with a friend, um, a good friend of mine, Robin Cody and I, um, Robin has a background in dance and yoga and we were discussing our mutual love of singing and music and dance. And we just thought it would be fun to collaborate and we didn't really know what that was going to look like. And we decided to rent a studio in Northampton and just sing and move and see what happened. And I originally thought like, I would sing and she would dance and we would do a performance piece and something kind of neat and tidy like that. And instead we both end up singing in a really improvisational way for about an hour and a half. And we were just shocked by how cathartic and freeing this felt. And we decided to do it again the next week. And that was over four years ago. And we still meet regularly and and have this practice of singing and over time it's it's grown into you know this work of workshops and classes but it really began as a a practice for me and it still is a practice yeah that is so cool were you singing to a beat or were you just kind of making up noises we were making up noises. We started playing with um, like color, you know, what would this color look like if you you sang? We started, we were playing with sound coming through the body. We were getting really sort of explorational and um, really just playing with a lot of ideas that might sound kind of woo-woo really. But, um, you know, we both have this musical history. So it was easy for us to just kind of play with sound, but it was, yeah, it was... It was very sort of organic sounding. Wow. So like, hold, like say you picked the color red, you'd be like, what would that color sound like? Yeah. We were saying things like, let's imagine, you know, there's the color blue and that's like coming up through your feet and it's entering your, you know, it's coming through to your ankles and into your calves and now sort of make a sound. What does that feel like? Um, it's coming up through the body and what is, what does that feel like now? And we are playing with like 
just different colors and also, yeah, sort of relaxation. And so your legs are relaxing and sort of like make a sound as you relax. And, um, it was, it was, you know, very improvisational, as I said. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that's so, a little different than what our work, what the workshops look like, right? The yeah. workshops are very different, but when we began, we were like, let's just try this. And that was really the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. It's so, um, it's so much like what kids do, right? Mm-hmm. Like as you're explaining it, I'm thinking like, I feel like I did that when I was four or five years old and it yeah. felt really good. <laughs> yeah. One thing that really shifted for me when I had my daughter, so she's now seven, um, one thing that happened was just really, really starting to think about music differently. You know, we have this idea in our culture about who is a singer, who is not a singer, who is on pitch, who's not on pitch. And we have a lot of identities or or a lot of uh, ways that we talk to ourselves around that. And kids sing so naturally and so playfully. And you know, a lot of linguists will say that human beings were singing before they even spoke. Um, singing is an incredibly natural and organic way of expressing oneself. And so when I had my daughter, I've always sung. It's just always been a part of my life. But to be able to sing with her and just make up silly songs was so freeing. And that was a bit of a shift for me well before this practice came into um, into being. I love that. I remember um, like watching American Idol when it first started and watching the judges giving feedback to the contestants and they would be talking about tone and pitch. And I would just think to myself, like singing sounds like it's so hard. I don't think I would ever even attempt to be on a singing challenge because I, I just don't even think I could do it. And so like I'll sing alone in the car or I'll sing alone at home, but I, I just like, yeah, I can totally hear what you're saying about like, there's like pressure to try to have it sound a certain way, but really like, it's just about making sounds that feel good. (laughs) That's absolutely true. And we have so many rules in particularly in Western culture about what kind of sounds we're allowed to make. And it's interesting that we're, we're speaking all day long and we're making sounds all day long, but the scope of what we're able to do or what we're allowed to say and the sounds that we're able to make in public is very, very limited. And so, yeah, we have this idea of like, you know, these people are singers, they're performers, these are the stars, and that's what I'm supposed to do. If I want to be a singer, that's what I need to do. I need to be on stage. And really singing as, you know, as we're already saying, it's like, it's such an organic and natural experience and we're sort of cut off from that. And, you know, what about humming? What about just like singing with friends? What about, you know, just having somebody pull out a guitar and singing along? I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways that singing doesn't have to feel performative, um, but we're kind of taught that it, it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And as you're talking about like what's acceptable noise to make, it made me think of like indoor voices versus outdoor voices and being taught from a very young age, like what's an acceptable volume and totally. <laughs> yeah, like the parameters are so narrow. God, it's like, it's so upsetting as I think about it. It, right. it is kind of, yeah. And also as a mother of, again, of, as a seven-year-old, we're always talking about tone and like, how should you talk to me? And I'm really aware of these messages that we get. And I'm I'm trying to figure out how as a parent I can help my daughter express herself really authentically and also be a socialized being. That's mm-hmm. really, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And more to a sociologist about the... <laughs> I know. I feel like there's 15 different podcast episodes already in this episode. <laughs> We're only five minutes in. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So let's make sure everyone understands what Sound Passage is and okay. how you help people. So can you give a quick overview of that? Yeah. Sound Passage helps people embody the power of their own voice through gentle sound and movement. Um, And the practice helps people get a deeper connection with their voice. And so the literal voice is a metaphor, of course, right? So by tapping into the voice and all the the sounds, gentle or, you know, improvisational and louder, we can get in much greater touch with our own self-expression. So it's a practice of accessing the voice literally to be able to access your, your voice in the world. Yeah. And when you told me that, when we talked the first time, I was still kind of like, I need to see this in action because it sounds a little bit abstract to me. So if anyone else is like scratching their head, that's totally fine. So we're going to get into some examples Mm -hmm. of what you do. So hopefully it'll crystallize what you're saying. But before we get into the examples, Mm -hmm. can you share why it's important to do voice and body work? Yeah, totally. The voice and body work is really at the root of our vitality, our communication, how we connect with others, how we connect with ourselves. And when we tap into the resonance and the power of our of our voice, our literal voice, we're really tapping into our own potency. And when we do this kind the kind of gender, gentle body work that we'll talk about, it's a way to release tension and also to help regulate the nervous system. And all of that work helps to translate or translates into being um, and feeling more present for ourselves and for others. And in this moment in our world, it's really important to be present <laughs> to others and ourselves. Yeah. I think everyone's feeling a lot of tension and, yeah. you know, working in this space with speakers and aspiring speakers, a question I hear all the time is like, how do I get over my fear of speaking? How do I breathe when I'm speaking so I don't run out of air and like how do I get rid of this tension in my body I feel like a ball of like nerves mm-hmm. and and that's so common so I know it that is important to try to get into your body when you speak and it's important to like try to kind of manage that energy but mm-hmm. why would you like why would you say it's important to warm up your voice and body before speaking what is it what is that doing for you well, we, we store so much tension in the back of our neck and in our jaw and in our throat. Um, and that is connected to the main vocal channel, right? So as long as there's tension in that area, it's hard to create the vibration and kind of deep resonance that we need in order to amplify sound. So to have a free and expressive voice, we want the the impulses from our brain to be able to travel up and down or down from our brain, which kind of tells us what we need to say, to the muscles in our diaphragm, which is what powers the voice. And if we're tense, then the freedom of our voice and self-expression is blocked. And so we can't really engage the diaphragm and all the muscles that we need to to have this open resonance. So warm-ups can help you kind of tap into that and and expand that resonance and just kind of feel that um, before a presentation. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about some different warm-ups that people can try and why they're important. So why don't we start with voice warm-ups? Sure. Um, and if we can do maybe three, I think that will help give an idea of, of what your work encompasses. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, some of this, some of these things that we're about to do are not your, you don't even need to make a sound actually. And I would say a really useful thing to just kind of warm up before a presentation or before a, a song or whatever it is that you're planning to do is to massage your face and to just, you know, rub your, your jaw. We carry an intent, an incredible amount of tension around the jaw or in the jaw. It's the masseter muscle and it's one of the strongest muscles in the body. And so just kind of massaging along the jaw all along there. And this oh, is so good. <laughs> start every class is just massaging that and then kind of like open your mouth really wide and push your cheeks in and maybe a sound wants to come out, but maybe it doesn't. Ah, so I'm just sort of exhaling as I do it. But we're able to just sort of loosen up these muscles to just kind of prepare the body to to sound. I have to wear a mouth guard when I sleep because uh-huh. I, uh, I clench my jaw. I think yeah. this would be a good thing to do before I go to bed too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> yeah, and way up sort of like, you know, to the top of the jaw and like even behind like the the softness of the ears and there too Mm. and rub like take your pointer finger and bend it over do that with both and then rub your sorry put you both of your fingers in the middle of your eyebrows and rub outwards along your eyebrows and give your sort of like giving your uh eyebrows and your uh your forehead a little bit of a massage too and you can kind of feel the release in your belly at least I can when I start to do that I start to feel sleepy yeah it really wakes you up definitely and then The next part of this, again, this isn't necessarily a sound that we'll make, right? This is about using the breath and you want to, we're going to breathe. We're going to take some deep breaths, first of all, and we're going to breathe in through the nose and we're going to exhale through the mouth, which is, which is not, there's no mysteries about that. A lot of people do this in yoga. It's very common, but try to visualize the, the breath coming in, moving through the throat down through the channel, the, the voice channel, and down into the belly. And then put your hand on your belly and just try to feel the breath coming in and um, expanding the belly. So you're going to breathe in through the nose and then out through the mouth. And then you might have a, a you might create a sound and you might not. And through the nose, feel your belly expand, and then exhale again. And so that's, you know, that's pretty straightforward and easy to do. I should add that you want to be sitting up, you know, straight and comfortably. You you don't want to be like on a couch necessarily kind of slouched back. And then do this now making an audible kind of uh, exhale. So breathing in through the nose. Feeling the belly expand and then an audible ha. There's a lot of people around you and you're feeling really nervous. You could just do like a like a ha. 
you know, sort of a, a whispery sort of exhale. But you might find that it feels like a really nice release. And this is, again, as a very organic sound. We're like exhaling and huffing and puffing a lot through our day, especially lately. So we're just inhale again. <sighs> but you don't want to force it. You want it to feel really relaxed and simple and gentle. And sometimes it gets to this kind of gravelly exhale place. And if you can kind of let it just kind of reach its own organic ending, that's kind of a nice place to end the breath. We'll do it one more time and I'll try to demonstrate that in through the nose. Feeling my belly expand and then uh, and sort of let it peter out to like a whisper. And just doing a number of those can start to help you feeling, you know, relaxed. And then one of my favorite um, warm-ups, and this is a very common warm-up for singers, but, you know, I've always done this before presentations, all kinds of things, is the lip trill, which is also known as horse lips. It's got a lot of funny names and it looks really silly, but this is a wonderful and very simple tool for creating some resonance and relaxation uh, in the in the face, in the throat, and in the whole vocal channel. So you breathe in and you're just going to let your lips kind of uh, flap a little bit for, for lack of a better explanation. Breathing through the nose. And... I learned about this a few years ago. Uh, I interviewed a voice coach who introduced this exercise to me and I do it in a lot of the workshops I teach and yes. people are so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know. It can be really uncomfortable. I mean, even to creating an, an audible exhale can feel very uncomfortable. Again, this is sort of stretches into the places where we're comfortable and uncomfortable Um using our voice and hearing our own voice. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's good to stick with what feels right. We don't want to like make ourselves feel comfortable as we're trying to warm up. But if you can do this on your own, or if you're on a walk or you're in the car, it's a very, very useful strategy or strategy or tool for, for simply warming up the voice. Yeah. How many times would you recommend doing it? Or is it just until it feels like you've done enough? I would say do it for a couple minutes, you know, maybe you're setting a timer and just doing that and you can do it. Um, you can do it on, on no pitch at all. So I'll demonstrate that. There's no real sound. I don't know what, you know, it doesn't necessarily have a key and then you could add sound if you wanted to. So it depends, you know, how you do it is up to you, but I would say like do it for, two minutes and just kind of play around. Um, it's, it's a really useful tool and walk around and do it. You know, we want to be engaging our body and that, you know, we want to think about body warmups too and how we're activating the whole body. Um, so walk around and do it. Um, yeah. So again, these are really simple tools, um, and warmups, but they're surprisingly effective. Mm-hmm. But in the workshop, you know, we, we, can do more. Well, yeah, there's ways of digging deeper into that as well. Yeah. I remember feeling like there was space to explore what felt good and adding to it in a way that felt good and felt Mm -hmm. right in the moment. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the workshop has a very gentle progression. And it is gentle, particularly because it is uncomfortable. So we start with really, really simple strategies like this. And then we kind of build on them to a place where like, you know, then we can experiment a little bit and and play with sound a little bit too, within our own parameters of what feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. Are there any other voice warm-ups or do you want to move into more body warm-ups? Uh, let's talk about body warm-ups because the body warm-ups are really uh, connected to the voice warm-ups too. Okay. Um, so one is to come into a nice, like you want to be standing or, or one can be standing here and we're going to come into a a forward fold and just a really, really relaxed forward fold. There's not a real stretch in the knees. And if somebody doesn't feel comfortable doing a full forward fold, you can just bend the, the head over and just let the head kind of fall over real gently and without any excess tension. I'm going to go into a forward fold, but we're really just letting the body hang. And so the key here is to really try to relax the muscles and we're going to try to activate the spine. And so we're just going to exhale here, just a gentle exhale while we're while we're uh, in a fold and just kind of be a rag doll and just, you know, shake real gently and, you know, let the top of the body just kind of hang and our knees are bent just a little bit. So we're comfortable in our stance. And then we're going to take a deep breath again through the nose. And now we're going to move up. We're going to start to stand vertebrae by vertebrae that breath. Still, we're holding that breath a little bit at a time. And now we're going to exhale on an ah. And we haven't come up very much. We're just like letting that sound out gently. And again, we really want to focus on the the vertebrae of the back. We want to let the vertebrae do the work, not the abdominal muscles or any other muscles. We just want to put our spine to work here. And this helps helps us get in closer touch with our spine. And we're bringing in more oxygen to the body as well. So we'll do it again. Take a deep breath in through the nose. And then come to up further. And just pause. And then an exhale and ah again. And then a little bit more, breathing through the nose, coming up slowly. A few more of the vertebrae. And uh, and again, if that sound feels scary, just like a, a whispery exhale. And one more all the way to standing. But again, we're letting the spine do the work. We're letting the top of the body relax. We're helping to open the channel, the vocal channel even here. And we'll come all the way up and exhale on. Ah. And now just shake a little bit. Just shake the top of your body out. You know, make sure your feet are feeling flat on the floor. 
maybe even bounce around a little tiny bit, just like feeling present in your body and let your head just kind of be a little bit like a, a tiny little bobble head. It's just like balancing on the top of your spine. And I'm hoping that you feel a lot more space in your vertebrae right now. I'm hoping that you feel that oxygen kind of filling you up. I'm hoping that you feel, you know, a connection with the center of your body here and um, just feeling a little bit more present as a result of, of that. That's the, that's the goal at least. Yeah. I actually forgot I was hosting a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh wait, okay. All right. I need to get back into this. <laughs> yeah. But it's really easy to, you know, just kind of muscle through it. I mean, I, I'm somebody who just like, I like to get out there and run and do all kinds of stuff. So sometimes it's, it's hard to slow down. And part of this practice is to really think about the breath and be really aware of the breath. You know, we hear this in yoga classes and we hear this all the time, but all the time, but for singing or sorry, for, for speaking and performing and presentations, it's so important not just to breathe deeply, but to really imagine and focus and slow down. So we feel the breath entering the body. Mm-hmm. That doesn't come naturally or easily for a lot of us, you know, yeah. the idea of slowing down. Um, um, what else? Well, there's another exercise that you might remember, and it's it's cat cow. Oh, yeah. And um, if you're not familiar with that, it means being on your on your hands and knees. But you can also do this in a chair if that's comfortable as well. Um, if you're on your knees and hands, you might come into cat, and so your back comes up high. And in our in the workshop. We just add in some sound to that and we'll say, you know, hi, and then the the back goes down and that is going into a lower position. So we might say low. And so we just start to play with the back coming up high and low. And just playing with that and playing with the spine. This can help to relax the neck, the shoulders. Again, this is a, a not an unfamiliar pose in yoga, and it's very relaxing. And adding the sound helps us to really open up that vocal channel too and bring in the bring in more oxygen to the uh, the body. So our back is up and we're saying hi and low as we go down. So, you know, we're just adding some sound here to a a number of these exercises. And I want to just add one more and it's going to, it's going to sound really simple, but this is, this is face warmups. And, um, and so beyond the, the face massage, uh, kind of stretching the face out and, you know, and just making funny faces can be an incredible release. I've actually just started doing this like on a walk in the morning. Like I'm not going to do this. I probably wouldn't do it in the car. You know, I'm like, um, but like where I have a lot of privacy is like kind of stretching the face out a lot. Um, we don't, we are not 
typically allowed to make a lot of funny faces unless we're like playing with a dog or like talking to a baby and or kids, you know, it's like one of those things that's kind of off limits for, for adults. But again, we have so many muscles in our faces and we're on Zoom, obviously, and we're, we have all this stress and we carry a ton of stress in our, in our face. And so stretching out the face, if you stick out your tongue, that is like an amazing release. We have a ton of muscles in our tongue. Um, so just starting to play with faces. And so, you know, doing all of this together with like the lip trills, sticking out the, the, the tongue, um, you know, you don't have to go far or make a lot of noise to do these warm-ups, which can really help bring more oxygen into the body and open up the resonance of the body and again, open up the resonance of the voice, help you feel more present and um, more expressive. Yeah. And these are things that even if you only have two minutes or three minutes, totally. you can absolutely, you can do, and you don't need like a whole box full of like tools. And you know, it's like, all yeah. you have to do is just do it. Absolutely. I mean, I think that speaks to how organic this is and how human these these um, practices are that you don't even have to get out of your seat to do half of them, right? I mean, you know, we talked about cat-cow, but if you're sitting in a seat and you have like 30 seconds before a presentation, you can like bend forwards a little bit and then stretch back and like make some sounds, you know, you can do that easily. You can do a lot of these in your chair. Yeah. I like that you said it's it's very human and that is how I felt when I was doing these exercises and now and when I when I'm able to really quickly connect it to what I did when I was a kid it's like well yeah I did it when I was a kid because it felt natural and I was just doing what my body wanted to do that felt good and then as an adult I felt like I shouldn't be doing that because I was trained out of it but when I got yeah. the chance to do it again it felt like no this is this feels good cuz this is what my body wants to be doing <laughs> Totally. And you and I talked, you know, in an earlier conversation about, you know, this, this thing that happens when we're, um, you know, maybe in middle school or high school where we're so self-conscious that we stop feeling comfortable making all these silly sounds. Like I've worked with college students who had a really hard time doing, you know, some of the more expressive activities and practices. And, you know, you and I were kind of wondering together, like, where does it, you know, where, where's the line, you know, yeah. where, where does it shift and what's happening in our society that, where do these messages come from basically? Mm -hmm. So let's say that we do all these warm ups, and then you go and you give your, your presentation, whether it's online or you're, you're giving us, you're doing a sales call or a pitch, or, you know, you're giving a speech and you're in the middle of the presentation and you feel yourself losing your breath or you feel yourself starting to get tense. What can you do in that moment? Yeah. Well, it depends on if you're, I mean, one of my strategies is depends on if you're standing or if you're, you're sitting. Um, I like to stand even if I'm doing a presentation on Zoom. Um, but if you're not standing, I, I definitely recommend, first of all, just like sitting at the edge of your chair. And that might not be a major mystery. Just sitting and kind of leaning your body like a little bit forward and just kind of getting in touch with your body. If you're standing, and this is, you know, as a singer, this is something that I used all the time. is just standing a little bit forward on the toes and just, you know, just 
moving slightly forward can help us get in greater touch with the body, feeling our spine, feeling that shift in, in our movements and helping us get a little bit more present. The other thing you want to think about is the jaw. You know, we were talking about the masseter jaw earlier, sorry, the masseter muscle and the jaw and just thinking about having a loose jaw and just trying to focus on, you know, loosening the jaw and just having, you know, trying to imagine a a loose, uh, you know, some relaxation throughout the mouth. that might sound odd, but if you're thinking about having a loose jaw and you're massaging your your muscles before the presentation, that can kind of help you know help you remember that. And the other thing is to take some deep breaths. And again, that's probably not a real mystery too. But like, try to have an open breath. Think about that that breath through the nose. Really imagine it entering the body, coming down through the channel into the diaphragm and just being really aware of your breath. And and believe me, I am all too familiar with stage fright and, you know, certain amount of social anxiety and all kinds of things. And and these are the things that have helped me in the middle of, you know, a a show um, and I, I sing solo. And so that is, this has really helped me just like, oh yeah, you know, I just keeping in touch with the body is really, really useful. Hmm. Yeah. That was going to be my next question actually is when, what are some other times when it might be helpful to do these exercises? Yeah. Well, I mean, at the foundation of all this work that we're talking about is, is the release of tension, right? Releasing tension in the body is how we get more connected to our body and to our voice. So anytime you feel stressed, which is in a presentation or uh, when your kid isn't doing what you want them to, or something challenging is happening in the world, you know, there's so many things. I recommend doing these exercises. Sometimes I just sit down uh, cross-legged in my, you know, in my office and I just do some of the vocal sounds. Um, You know, I, maybe I just have five minutes. Maybe it's like five minutes between Zoom calls. Maybe it's, you know, I, my, maybe my partner and I just had a, a, difficult conversation. I need to relax. I don't have that much time. And, you know, you can just sit down and do some of the humming, some of the trills, all kinds of things, but on walks, in the car, um, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, as we were saying before, like we, we really don't have permission to make a lot of sound in our culture. So if that means you're doing it in the car or in the shower, that's great too. But there aren't a lot of limits to how we can use these, these tools. These are accessible all the time. Yeah. And I'm thinking back now, I did the workshop with you, I don't know, maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done any of those things since. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because I'm thinking like, well, why? Because there've been so many opportunities for me to do it. And I think it's just because I haven't carved out space for it and I haven't made it a habit to try and do it. So I almost feel like I first I need to make it a daily habit. And then when I need it, I'll remember that I have it as an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> I haven't done any of that in such a long time, just sitting and like massaging my face. It's not something I would think of doing. So I think it's a lot about like just 
getting used to it and trying it and doing it over and over again to make it more of a go-to, you know? Yeah, I think so. And it's, it's so easy to do and it's so natural and right. It doesn't, it doesn't come naturally. We might think of doing some yoga stretches. We might think of going for a walk or doing something to take care of ourselves, but we don't think about doing like voice warmups or, or lip trills or anything. So yeah, I mean, maybe, you know, you can, as a possibility, like writing a few things down, maybe before a Zoom call, put a little post-it next or have it on your computer so that when, you know, before a Zoom call, you do like three little exercises and kind of warm up. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just so easy to do. Would you be able to write down the exercises, the warm-ups that we did today? And maybe I can create a download that we'll put on the webpage of this episode and people can download it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would be happy to. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I'll put the link to the episode on my website in the show notes, and then people can go and download that. And if they want more information about you, you can put your website and everything there too, so they can find you. Um, Before we chat a little bit more about our workshop, is there anything else you want to share? Well, I want to say, I mean... Yeah, I love talking about the voice and how how much freedom we actually can have of the voice. But one thing I think it's important to remember with this work is that it's really not about singing, right? Singing is such a loaded term and it frightens people. So, you know, again, I think it's important to remember that this is not about being in a choir or singing. You know, it's not about practicing an aria or anything. This is just about some really fundamental ways that we use our voice already and how we can augment that. And also the fact that like, it's, you know, it might sound like there's a series of exercises and it can be really serious, but it's, it can be incredibly creative and playful too. So there's a lot of fun that you can sort of have playing with these exercises. Yeah, absolutely. I think playful is the word. So speaking of playful, if, if anyone listening is feeling like their life isn't lacking that playful piece and that opportunity to just kind of do something fun and different. And also that just feels really good. Our workshop is going to give you a chance to do that. And we're presenting it on October 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern. It'll be on Zoom. Anyone can register and it'll be a chance to just have some fun. And um, it'll be presented by Speaker Sisterhood featuring Kelly. And I'll be there as sort of the host as well, but I'll be practicing right alongside everybody. So Kelly, do you want to share more about what you're planning to to do that night? Yeah, I think we'll do a number of the exercises that we've been talking about. We'll do some face warm-ups. We'll do some gentle kind of exhales and um, some of the lip trill. We'll do a little bit of the cat-cow and some of the standing positions, kind of ways that then in standing we can get comfortable and we'll start to play with um, different vocal tones too. Like sometimes I'll say, you know, answer, I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to answer it and do and answer it on ha. Or, and so I might say like, you know, how was your day? And your answer is so-so. And your answer might be ha. And so, you know, a little bit of playful kind of use of language and tones too. And just, you know, thinking about the ways that our, our voices move and, and not necessarily getting into any like linguistic practices. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I would say for anyone who is giving a lot of online presentations and is feeling a lot of like chaos and stress around that, this is the perfect opportunity to practice these, these things we've talked about here today and more so that you can use them in your life before giving those presentations. And I know a lot of people are in that boat right now. So hopefully this will be a good resource Mm -hmm. for them. So, um, I loved having you on the show today. I love what you're doing, Kelly. I think it's so creative and such a unique approach to kind of helping people with, you know, at least when it comes to speaking with that, that fear and the, I don't know, the anxiety that comes along with presenting yourself. So if anyone listening is interested in finding out more about you and your work, where can we find you online? My website is kellystuartvogel.com. Com and uh, Stuart is S T E W A R T. Um, it's Sound Passage, but the website is my name. Um, so again, Kelly Stuart Vogel uh, com. Awesome, and we'll link to that in the show notes as well. Okay. So, okay. thanks so much for coming on the show, and I'm looking forward to our workshop in a couple weeks. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you, Angela. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, you can show me some love by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen so more people can find us. Claim the Stage is a production of Speaker Sisterhood, and it's recorded in the Glitter Closet in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Music is composed by Chris Collins. Until next time, stop waiting, start creating. Bye for now.